All right. Welcome, everyone, to Thinking Baseball. I am your host, Josh Lewis, as always. And today we're going to be tackling something that's very near and dear to my heart, as it has been for probably over a decade now, probably longer than that even. Uh, but we're going to be chatting about fantasy baseball. And as you can see, I'm joined by a special guest. I will introduce him in a minute. Uh, but let's jump into Thinking Baseball. We'll just jump right into the intro and I'll introduce our guest for this evening. So as you saw on the cover there, uh, just to remind everyone, uh, check out uh, kind of all of our new shows that are happening. You got uh, Inglorious Batters, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, we've got uh, my new show that I'm starting with, uh, Tyler McGurk, uh, that as of this recording hasn't come out yet. But by the time you're listening to this, episode one is out. So go listen to it. Um, that'll be uh, all Giants based. I know we've got a lot of Giants fans that uh, that follow this show and uh, the Facebook group and whatnot. So jump in on that podcast as well. But without further ado, I am joined tonight by Adam Painter, one of the three headed monster that is the host of Inglorious Batters. Uh, and I We'll have all three of you on at some point, but I wanted to start with Adam tonight because we are talking about fantasy baseball specifically. Inglorious Batters is an amazing podcast, mostly focusing on fantasy baseball. So if you want some fantasy baseball insight, definitely go check them out. They're hugely entertaining as well. Uh, and so go check them out. But Adam, welcome. How you doing, man? Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. It was like one of those things that I think I saw when you made the transition from caught in a pickle to thinking baseball. Um, I kind of was like thinking baseball, you know, where did you get the idea? And then, you know, I kind of was I heard some of the uh, dialogue you had around the name thinking baseball. And then I think that's when I sent you the uh, the message on Instagram. I'm like, dude, I love the uh, I love the idea of thinking baseball. And, you know, I'm like, hey. Whenever you want me on, just let me know. So here we For are. Sure. I appreciate you having me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, full disclosure, Adam and I are in uh, two fantasy leagues together starting this year. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. We're both looking forward to it. We're counting down the hours. Our first draft. Uh, or for or both our drafts will be uh, this weekend as we're recording this. But um, super excited. And so I wanted to jump in like what? How long have you been doing this, Adam? And how long have you kind of been doing fantasy baseball? Like, what makes it fun for you? Like, what? why is fantasy baseball such a big deal for you? Yeah, man. It's uh, such a simple but profoundly deep question, honestly. Uh, myself, I've been doing it as far as, you know, I've, I've dabbled in it for probably the better part of 15 years. Um as far as serious, uh, serious fantasy baseball, this is probably year six now where it's been, you know, very, very serious daily, you know, yep. almost daily checking on the apps, doing everything <laughs> like right. that. Um, you know, so, and, and, you know, and it's a, a lot of it is some of those early years I can remember were like me and some of my siblings where we were doing it on paper, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, we actually, I'm, I'm, one of 10 in my family and, and we had a paper okay. route. Yeah. We had a paper route that we split between 
four of my brothers in our neighborhood. So okay. we would constantly go in, cut the box scores out of the paper, tally That's up our awesome. fantasy points, you know, so it kind of super kinda, cool. Oh yeah, dude. So it goes back a while, but, um, but as far as why is it so fun? I mean, for me personally, it's like one of those things where I grew up, I played baseball my whole life. Um, I played through college. Um, I played a year of minor league baseball um, in an independent league, the Frontier League, which is still oh, yeah. Op- yep, still operating. Um, yeah. I played for the Florence Freedom um, okay. out of Florence, Kentucky, okay. which is, they're now the Florence Yalls, uh, <laughs> which is just one of those classic, you know, minor league baseball That's a minor names, league game but... <laughs> right there. It's so terrible that it works. Yeah. And the best part about it was our, uh, our mascot and, and, and why they're now called the Florence Yells. Our mascot was a big, you know, those big inflatable type mascots. It was a water tower, oh which was gosh. the water tower right off of I-75. And the, what the water tower said, Florence y'all. And so <laughs> now they're the Florence Yells, and that's their official mascot, but that's awesome. Yeah. So, so, you know, I've always had this competitive bone in my body. And when I, when I got out of baseball, it was like one of those things I've been doing since I was like, you know, six years old and you're kind of looking for a competitive outlet. I'm not an overly competitive person, but I do like competition. And, Mm -hmm. um, I, I tried to do that and failed, um, on two separate occasions at men's league baseball. Um, (laughs) One of being one of which being here recently in the last probably four or five years, and holy cow, do you realize how damn old you are? Uh, uh, That's things where your body still, your your mind still thinks you can do stuff. Because I've done the same uh, thing. I'm I have a very similar story. Played up through college, and like, um, I might be a little bit younger than you are, but uh, the same type of thing where I'm like, I'm uber competitive. Let me get into an adult league. And your mind tells you something different than what your body is telling you. Yes. And it's like, man. And and then when you cross that threshold, it's always kind of like, damn, that's a punch to the gut. Right. Like, (laughs) holy hell, I I recovered way quicker, like even two years ago. But right. um, My my wife and I were talking the other day. There's a a little bit. We won't get too deep into this because it's not a psychology show. But the (laughs) we we were like we were talking about like there is a form of like grief that goes along with that. That is just like you have to kind of reconcile this whole like, oh, my body as being an elite athlete at one point trying to reconcile with, Oh, my body doesn't do what I want it to do. Like there is a form of grief that go- goes along with that. It's just super fascinating. I've been walking that road for the last couple of years and um, it's just super fascinating. I'm always fascinated by mental stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, and, and the last stage of grief is acceptance. So that's why I, <laughs> right. uh, that's why I've now gotten into fantasy baseball because it really does kind of feed that uh, competitive, yeah. um, kind of that competitive bone in your body and, and not to get too romantic, but you know, we all romanticize about baseball, but the thing about fantasy baseball, that makes it so fun to me is where else are you going to get that close to being, I mean, you really are a manager of your team. Now you're not, you're not putting together a game lineup per se, but, but you really, you know, you really are making a lot. You're doing the draft, you know, you're doing the free agencies, you're, you're doing the trades. It's, it's just, um, you're making the decisions on, you know, who you need to start, who needs yep. to sit the bench. You're, you're looking at the matchup. So, 
there's nowhere else you can kind of get that type. And if you're in some good leagues, it just makes it so much more fun. Oh, for sure. I'm a, I'm in a league. So our, our leagues that you and I are in together are, are seem pretty straightforward, pretty standard leagues and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in one league that is, and I think you told me you're in one other league as well, but I'm in one league that is um, a dynasty league. And so for those of you who don't know dynasty league, like you're running the same team year after year, you get to keep players, draft players, all those sort of things. But mm -hmm. it's like, so in depth, like we actually shout out to the league of confused gentlemen, but uh, the <laughs> we have like literally like an 18 to 19 page like code of conduct that like lays out all the rules of the league and whatnot. And so it's just it's insane. Like we've been doing our draft, quote unquote, our like we have a full off season to where we've been already working like the the season is just now starting. We've already been working for two months in our wow. in our draft and so we do i mean the whole thing we do rule five we do first year players we do i mean it's it's crazy and it's like this is to your point this is i am feeling so much like a legitimate general manager because we have salary caps and bidding on players and free agency and franchise tags and like all the things that you think about that a normal gm would have obviously none of us are real gms so we don't know all the ins and outs of what that looks like but right. we do have all these different pieces that you hear about in the off season of baseball and so it's just it's intense it's it's insane and i'm super excited because now we're done with free agency and i can concentrate on actually running my team for the season but uh all that being said there's different versions to do this and, and whatnot and i i put a poll out to uh, a lot of my social media platforms uh that the majority of people i talk to do if you're a fan of baseball are playing fantasy baseball like they're if you're a fan of the major leagues or baseball in general you are playing fantasy baseball for the most part. There's a lot of people that don't that say, nah, it's not for me or I don't have the time or whatever the excuse is. Mm -hmm. And, but the majority of people seem to, if you're into baseball, you're playing fantasy baseball. And so it's become so much a part of baseball fandom that like you said, it has really just caught on in the last like 15 years. Like, yes, it's been around longer than that in different variations, but do you feel like kind of it within that, do you feel like it's changed either the game itself or just how people follow the game or engage with the game over the last 10 to 15 years? Um, if at all, like, do you feel like it's changed anything in, in how we process baseball? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think, um, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily say that fantasy baseball has changed the game so much as, the game has changed fantasy baseball more so, mm. um, you know, and, and like you said, this is probably dating back when you, when you look at it, we're not, we're not talking like ancient history, like, you know, semi, you know, recent history. And I think um, when you look at it with, with fantasy sports in general, just looking first at fantasy sports, it's, mm -hmm. it's, huge in this country in particular and and when you throw in the whole legal gambling aspect yeah it's interesting like i i see your you're thinking there like it's interesting how it's changed 
how people follow it. Like I got into a, a conversation of like, I think you're right. I think the game itself has informed fantasy baseball. I don't know how much fantasy baseball has impacted the game itself. Um, other than even players are playing it now. And so like, they'll throw out jokes here and there about like, Oh, like we got smoked by this guy, but he's on my fantasy team. Like stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but th that's just it. And that's interesting to me in how it's changed, how we follow the game even. So like, I am, I'm a giants fan. You're a, a guardians fan. If I remember correctly. Right? That's right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, it's interesting how, that's one thing that I haven't changed in my fandom of fantasy baseball is I don't give a rip who's on my fantasy team. If they're playing the giants, I don't want them to do well. Like, yeah. <laughs> whereas uh, I've seen a lot of people and people that I've engaged with over the last week, kind of talking about it is like, they'll be like, Oh, it's all right that we lost that guy that beat us is on my fantasy team. I'm like, no, <laughs> oh. like, that, that's too far. That's too far into the realm of fantasy baseball. Like that's that you can't, for me, there is a separation between reality and fantasy baseball of like, no, I'm not going to root just because I've got a Dodger on my team. Doesn't mean I'm going to start rooting for the Dodgers. Right. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Have, have you come up against that? Like, are you kind of on my side of that or, or do you do feel yourself sometimes being like, okay, well the guardians lost, but this guy hit two home <laughs> runs against us and he's on my fantasy team. So I feel pretty okay. Yeah, I mean, dude, for sure. I am definitely like, I would say I definitely lean on your side of it for sure. Because I mean, to the point where on a lot of my fantasy rosters, I go the complete opposite where I draft so many guardians because I'm already so invested that I'm like, well, I might as well sure. have them on my roster because I'm watching every day. Yeah. And and you know, so 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 there so there there is definitely that side of it, but um but you know as far as uh what was the second part of your question uh just just that just the the kind of fan engagement with it or or are you yeah i was saying are you more on my side or are you more on the side of like like all right oh, it's, all, yes. it's all right because he hit two home runs against us so yeah it, it softens the blow so to speak. yeah no and that's the thing about it because i come across i come across those situations all the time with my personal interests where i'm like oh man yeah i hope they get him out but he is on my fantasy team but i never can root i always will root for my my team my the guardians yeah over my fantasy team yeah and 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 there's almost no exception now there might be an exception where i'm like okay you know the guardians are getting their ass kicked they're now <laughs> you know they're getting their ass kicked they're probably not going to come back but this pitcher's now gone like five innings and he's only given up two runs i really need him just to go through one more inning and not give up like <laughs> any more than one more run right? just so i can get the quality start yeah but but that's usually only when the game is for the most part out of reach you know yeah but to yeah. totally get that dude you i'm with you though do, do you feel like it, like, do you feel like fantasy uh, kind of on an, on a different note or on a different level, do you feel like it does affect our following of the game in terms of some of the nuances, just in terms of like, like, for example, like favorite players, like I maybe don't have, maybe I've not followed this player until he was on my fantasy team. And now he performed for my fantasy team. Now he's one of my favorite players or whatever, or I got to know him better as a player and now he's like do you feel like there's those type of effects that fantasy baseball has on our fandom outside of our normal team right right a absolutely i think that you know and for me i've always been a guardians fan and i've always followed the guardians but 
you know, and, and you know, some of the other big name players in the league, some of the more, you know, I guess the all-stars and stuff like that, but sure. There's so many players until I started playing fantasy baseball, you know, pretty hardcore in particular with a league where there's 15 plus teams where they're, you really got to kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel of the league. Um, There's so many players that I'm now so more in tune with on a day-to-day basis that are outside of the guardians um, and even outside the central, you know, American league central division as a whole that I never would have known or never would have um, really followed yeah. Um, and, and even players that you really kind of, you start to take such a, you know, you kind of start to fall in love with them a little bit that may not even be just because you're like, God, man, when I needed that, I needed like, I needed a 10 point day right? <laughs> and, and this guy out of no, you know, out of nowhere, this guy got it for me. And so you kind of, you kind of, um, really start to feel invested to him that way a lot, but yeah. Do you have any players that come to mind, like in in your years playing, that that you were like, oh man, he's not a guardian, and maybe not even in the American League Central, but like a guy that comes to your mind of like, oh, like he's got a special place in my heart, so to speak, because he was on my yeah, team and I started yeah, um, I do actually, um, and if I say him now, it's kind of not. Um, you know, people are gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, no shit." I just spent <laughs> half my, you know, I just spent half my damn draft capital on him. What the hell are you talking about? But right, uh, it was it was. Um, I got Corbin Burns the year he oh, won okay. yeah. the Cy Young, and this yeah. was in a auction style draft. So, okay. and it was one of those deals where I actually he because he was he he showed really he showed flashes of brilliance um the year yeah. before was like where the strikeout numbers were just ridiculous and but you just didn't know what that was going to translate to and it was you know one of those late rounds when you're like no one has a whole lot of money some of the people sure. who are getting nominated you're like oh god i mean i guess i'll throw a dollar you know, <laughs> right type of thing but yep. yeah i got corbin burns and he ended up winning the cy young um so he'll always have like a special place in my heart which by the way i just saw he hired scott boris so <laughs> yeah he is gonna get paid yeah. this offseason yeah. man like i don't like scott boris but one thing can be said his guys get paid holy um, shit yeah so brewers they're, fans they're, enjoy him while he lasts right yeah <laughs> brewers fans like i don't know that you're gonna get him back man especially how arbitration went so oh, um God. Uh, okay. So for, for me, I have one that he's, uh, not playing anymore, but, uh, Nick Markakis, if you remember him for the, for the Orioles, for the Braves. Um, and he was one of those guys that I always somehow ended up with him in my outfield. He was always like my third outfielder that I'm just like, yeah, later rounds kind of just picked him up because I needed my last outfielder. I got two studs there already. Like, not to say Nick Markakis wasn't a stud, but like he was one of those guys that was kind of like the next level down. Um, but much respect to Nick Markakis, man, because he was definitely a separator for me. Yeah. And just such a solid ball player. I mean, um... uh, but, but he's one that I found myself like, even when he wasn't on my team, like I couldn't care less about the, the Orioles or the Braves. Like, I didn't really care about those two teams. And so, but watching him play, I'm just like, he's just a good dude. He's a good, solid player. Like, does what you ask of him. Like, the 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 term we always throw around, right? The consummate professional. Like, he's just, yeah. 
always there and always solid and always dependable and won't light up the scoreboard too crazy, just good. Um, right. And so he's one that I, that I did, I followed his whole career uh, just because I landed him on my team. It seemed like every year. And so, yeah. um, he was, he was a big one for me. So shout out to Nick Marquez, man. Um, absolutely. But, uh, all right. So, uh, let's, uh, jump in. I'm going to pay some bills here real quick, uh, and, uh, play an ad for you guys that, uh, I love taking advantage of. So you guys should too. Uh, but that is our uh, message from seat geek here. All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports, as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy, I mean, you name it. And now, for BSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code BSN, that stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's BSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is BSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. So I want to talk a little bit about, I want to jump into analytics a little bit and talk a little bit on that subject just because it's a huge especially with this platform with this show like we talk about analytics a lot especially when it comes to new school versus old school because it's just a huge huge tension point and we're actually going to do a little mini series once the season starts on specific aspects of analytics but i feel like fantasy baseball is one of those things right it's one of those things that kind of uh lends itself to the analytics um side of things thinking whatever however you want to uh call that do you feel like it is do you feel like it is kind of in the same realm of not necessarily affecting the game but i i know a lot of people who are more on the old school side of things are like oh these teams are just playing fantasy baseball now like it's all done by a computer and they kind of use fantasy baseball as a uh, as a knock on uh, kind of the current state of of major league baseball like do you feel like there's any like truth to that do you feel any pushback on that like do, uh, what are your thoughts kind of the the tie between like the idea of fantasy baseball but then also kind of the analytics that have been going on in the game probably for the last like 15 years yeah man um and and i guess i should preface this this topic in particular by saying you know i i do buy into analytics um mm -hmm. of the game um i actually i just i find it so fascinating and so interesting and just so compelling to put you know some of these different numbers together that people don't look at you know and so which is probably why I'm such a huge Moneyball um, fan as well. <laughs> sure. Um, you know, but um, but yeah, I think you know, without a doubt, the the analytics that 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 this, the league has embraced, you know, all the front offices, virtually, if you, it's it's almost as if you don't embrace them, you're getting ran out of town. I mean, because we've seen some Hall of Fame type managers that, yeah can't find it you know joe madden can't uh, find joe madden job. comes directly to my mind i just read his book super fascinating mm -hmm. and and you know and he was always kind of i mean when you think of now the shifts kind of banded banned now but you know i mean he was kind of a thinker but mm -hmm. but maybe didn't 
didn't embrace some more of the analytics side of things um, so much, but um, without a doubt, it definitely carries over into fantasy baseball and um, you know, where, where, you know, and it actually can hurt you on the fantasy side of things too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where, where I, you know, I am so, so reluctant, even though I did, um, in one of my fantasy drafts we had, I, I did r- roster a Tampa Bay pitcher, but a starting pitcher, but I'm so reluctant to, to, uh, roster any of them because they do so much goofy stuff with their pitching based on analytics. Yeah. You know, two times through the order might be all Kevin cash lets you have. And, and based yeah. on the analytics, Hey, the third time, I'm just not even going to take those odds. Yeah. Um, and, and so that could lose you, you know, quality start, you know, which is such a huge thing in fantasy baseball. But, um, but when I look, but when you look at fantasy baseball and that's something that I look at in my drafts, um, because I do like to dive in the analytics so much. Mm-hmm. I love, and I'm sure you do too, Josh, but I love baseball savant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if no, you've ever yes. been very familiar with them. Yep. Oh yeah. So, you know, I'm always looking at, you know, when you, especially, you know, everyone, know, you know, the players that everyone's going after everyone, you know, you're trying to get those under the radar players. I'd love to look at, you know, the max exit velocity and the hard hit percentage and the, you know, chase rate and, and these type of things that really can impact over the course of a season, you know, some of the under the radar guys were like, Hey, you know, the numbers didn't show it last year, but man, these, you look deeper into the numbers and a lot of it could be bad luck. And yeah, you know, if they're batting average, they're batting average, the BABIP. I love the batting average ball. And yes. Stat. Love that stat. Yeah. I love looking at that. So I, I there's, that there's was a big leagues. stat that I used to, to talk about the shifts like in, oh, yeah. so uh, back in episode two, I think it was, but it's my, it's my most watched episode and it's like, it's all about the shift. And I talk about BABIP a lot because like, it is my new favorite stat. I actually didn't know about it until I was preparing for that episode. And so then I read it. I'm like, this is my new favorite stat. I love this stat. Oh, it's so awesome. And, and that's, that's why, and and that's why I encourage the listeners. If you haven't been to baseball savant, which they've kind of tied into MLB.com now, and it's like so streamlined and they provide. So it's, it's, it's vibrant. It's so user-friendly, even from a mobile app, there's so much color, there's graphs, there's charts. It's, it's just awesome. Yeah. They, they've got a lot of different, uh, cool charts. Like I just, I pulled up their website right now and you've got like, you've got on one side, you've just got the articles. Like if you're a reader, you want to read kind of in depth, but then they've got kind of just these quick reference stuff on the side. That's like, Oh, these were top performers. These are some trending players. These are, uh, spray charts. Uh, they've got guys up there from the WBC right now. So like my, Mike oh. Trout, Lars Newbar, like those kind of guys, uh, Trey yeah. Turner, um, and just super, super fascinating, uh, stuff. I, I was in, uh, a conversation with somebody, um, that drafted, uh, O'Neill Cruz from the, um, from the pirates. And they yeah. were talking about what you're talking about, like his exit velocity and hard hit balls and balls in play and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm looking at his stats from last season. And if you look at just the, the stereotypical stats that we look at traditionally, in baseball, you look at O'Neill Cruz and you're like, all right, he didn't have that great of a season. Like it was okay. But, uh, and I was guilty of it too. Like I do have, I do have to fight against some of my old school habits, but like I, cause I looked at him and it's like, okay, he hit the ball 110 miles an hour. Big deal. It was still a single. 
Like it just just didn't impress me. It's like, okay, cool. He hit it hard. But I was talking with somebody who brought up a really good point, but like, yes, but take it, take it to the next step. Like as he's maturing and as he's understanding more of the game, those singles are going to turn into doubles, going to turn into home runs. Like you can't, necessarily teach it's the same thing with speed right you can't teach speed you can't teach hitting the ball hard like yes there are exercises you can do and there's like there's things you can do to improve it but some guys are just gifted in that area they just hit the ball hard the ball sounds different off their bat uh josh hamilton is one that comes to mind that i always like love to hear him hit or go to batting practice because his ball just sounded different because of how he hit the ball and yeah um, it sure did O'Neill Cruz is one of those guys. And so now I'm like, okay, like I can get on the bandwagon a little bit of understanding how this is important because I was, I was totally guilty. I was one of those guys that's like, okay, launch angle and, and exit velocity are not that important. Like I, it used to bug me because honestly, I think a little bit of a part of it was I was a singles and doubles hitter and liked to run. Like that was, that was yeah. my game. Yeah. And so oh, I, yeah. I never had the power that these guys have. And so I think a little bit of it was jealousy. I'll be honest, but yeah. <laughs> fair <laughs> um, enough, dude. But but it's interesting, like because because you do you look in those stats that you're talking about, and it does just give you an interesting look in into the future a little bit to see, like, okay, yeah, maybe his stats don't blow you away at first, but the more you look at it, the more he's going to help out your team. And I think a lot of GMs are doing that now. I do think that there are teams that go too far with it. Um, my giants being one of them, but that they're, that you're eliminating some of the human nature, but what I will say on the flip side of that, that's not there in fantasy baseball. I have no problem cutting a guy that I love because his fantasy stats are not there. Um, and, and so like, it's, it is different in that aspect. I will say that for the new school versus old school, like one of the old school's proponents of analytics is that you're you're taking the human element out of it, right? Like you're you're not taking into effect that this guy has something going on uh, at home or you don't have uh, something in your head that you're just like, this guy, you can't measure clutch, right? This guy just always seems to perform in this type of scenario or whatever the case may be, a la Trey Turner, who's a, phenomenal player anyway but he just seems to always come up big and so like things like that like the old school is always like you take out this human element that's why analytics suck well that doesn't exist in fantasy baseball right like do you do you find that that's the case like is it one of those things where it's like yeah i don't have any problem cutting this guy because i don't have the human element on the computer yeah no absolutely and what i will say is what you know, in, in most of my leagues I'm in, they're they're relatively deep where, uh, you know, where once I make that decision, first what I'll do is, okay, first, in most of these apps, you can say, you can list a player that you're likely to trade. Yeah. So, because first I'm, I'm doing that. because Yeah, trade block, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get something for him. Yep. But, you know, so I'll usually do that. But then once I've, once I've drawn the line in the sand where I'm like, all right, if nobody wants him, I'm fucking getting rid of him. Yeah. You know, and, um, and yeah, and, and, and there might be times where it's like, yeah, you know, I really like the player. I like him, but right now, like I'm all about fantasy and we're getting down to the wire and you're on, (laughs) you're in the midst of a slump and it's like, dude, you know what? I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta make a move, you know, analytics aside, I gotta make a move, but (laughs) yeah. 
So I, yeah, I it's, will. Yeah. It's that scene from Moneyball, right? Like you've been traded. Just be blunt. Just cut the cord. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just click the button. Like nope, you're off. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's so it's so much funnier because I do like I do feel like that that my emotions do get involved in fantasy, and I actually have to consciously be like, this is a computer program. Like there's like. Mike Yastrzemski is not going to know that I cut him off my fantasy football team or off my fantasy baseball team. Like <laughs> there's oh, yeah. no, like there's no personal relationship here. Like I'm not, I'm not an actual GM who has to look this guy in the face and be like, you've been cut. Like <laughs> just, just push the button. Like it's, it's I know. not that, it's not that big a deal. Um, and you, you know what I wonder when you say like, if you're at, you're actually the GM. And then I wondered, do GMs run across the same thing where like, I feel like I offered someone in our league a very compelling trade that I'm like, you know what, to be honest, I feel like I'm getting the short end of the stick on and then they decline it. And then, you know, a few weeks later, then they offer you a trade and you're like, eh, that's a good trade. But you know what? I'm going to decline it just to be a dick because you declined my (laughs) trade. Like, I wonder if that goes on in the MLB. (laughs) Right. And like, that's something that I uh, appreciate about this. The one league I was telling you about is we were, uh, it, it did feel more like real life in the aspect of, I wonder if this happens with GMs in real life of like, we had this, I had this situation where I was bidding on three different players because you're, you're bidding by position. And so Mm -hmm. like we were taught, we were looking at uh, starting pitchers and I'm like, well, or yeah, starting pitchers. And I'm looking at like this guy, this guy, and this guy, but I don't know if I'm going to win any of them. So I'm having a bid on all three. Right. And so, right. I am, I'm bidding on all three of these guys. And I'm finally like, I'm kind of back and forth with like uh, one GM on this side, one GM with this guy and one GM with this guy. And so I finally just messaged him, like texted him and was like, all right, like, so we don't keep driving the price up here. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what are you, where's your kind of finishing line? And like, so I wonder if some of these backdoor conversations happen with GMs, not necessarily exactly like that. Cause that can be seen as collusion, but like what, what kind of conversations take place to where it's like, all right, really, we really want this guy, whether it's trades or free agents or whatever, like we don't want to just be bidding against ourselves or bidding against you guys just up and up and up and up. Like where right. are you guys kind of landing and what are your thinking? Are you going after another player who might take this? And so that was just a, a weird thing this last week where I'm just like, huh, I wonder how many of these back channel conversations happen with like actual GMs to where they're trying to figure out like, okay, where's this guy's, high point like where's where's their stopping point where like like i i have the image in my mind of like the giants and yankees talking about aaron judge like what like did, were there any conversations of like okay we're going here where are you going like or were they yeah. just trying to flat out outbid each other and so it's just super fascinating to me but yeah no it is and and on the flip side i think there's a lot of gms that then all of a sudden you know it's kind of like well nice doing business with you with a good handshake and then all of a sudden you know it's like they're right back to that well and get comfortable with doing you know different trades and some of them i'm not talking major blockbuster trades but yeah you know a bunch of under the radar trades because in particular, like, you know, you mentioned I'm a Guardians fan, and it seems like we are trading with the San Diego Padres every damn year. <laughs> and I'm always like, dude, this is great. Keep trading with the Padres because, you know, so far it's worked out, you know. And um, But, yeah, I think there's probably a lot of that that goes on. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. All right, so – uh inglorious batters tell us a little bit about the podcast you guys are only a few episodes in i have 
very much enjoyed it. You guys do a lot of different things, obviously with fantasy, but then Rob's really great at uh, talking about um, sports betting, which is why I want to have him on uh, the show as well and talk a little bit about that. Um, just tell us a little bit about the podcast and, and kind of plug your show a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, uh, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to do that. Um, yeah, Inglorious Batters podcast. So it's Jordan, Rob, and myself, the three bastards of the podcast. It, uh, we, it, it's, it's very much um, a work in progress. We, we actually, you're, you're funny. You're like, tell us about the pro- the podcast. We, we were literally having a, a group chat discussion today because we were like, hey, all right, man. Because we're kind of in that weird zone where baseball season hasn't quite kicked off. We just got done with WBC. We did a lot of WBC stuff and coverage and things like that. But we're now we're in that zone where you, you can't talk too much. We're a fantasy baseball podcast. I guess I should have started with that. <laughs> right. But there's not a whole lot we could talk about yet. Um, you know, other than some of the injuries that are now decimating our fantasy teams. Oh, man. But, right. Yeah. Um, but we're very much so we are a fantasy podcast, but we're very much a baseball podcast in general. There's a lot mm-hmm. of special interest topics we like to talk about. Rob is big on gambling. He's got a lot of gambling insights. So we, we do a lot of that. But yeah, man, it's and it's been so, so awesome joining VSN. Everyone's been great. I've, you know, all the baseball podcasts in particular, the, the, the talent from that group has been amazing. So, yeah, thank you for letting us plug the podcast there for a second. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And so it's it's a great show. Go check them out. It's one that I've got bookmarked. Um, and I don't listen to that many podcasts, honestly. So <laughs> kind of weird. But uh, that uh, I'm a podcaster who doesn't listen to a lot of podcasts. But yeah. you are one. You are one of my subscriptions. So uh, I I, I love it. it. And uh, so go check them out. Inglorious Batters Batters podcast. You guys go every other Friday, right? correct? Yes, we do. We're, we're off this Friday and then we're going to pick back up next Friday just to be more in line with the MLB season. So, yep. Sweet. Awesome. Well, go check them out. Adam, thank you so much for uh, jumping on with me, talking a little bit about uh, fantasy baseball and kind of what that looks like in the, in the new era with all the analytics and all the different changes and whatnot. Um, So appreciate you, my man. Absolutely, man. We'll, we'll have to pay the favor back and have you on inglorious batters. For sure. Anytime. You got it. (laughs) Awesome, dude.